Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. As always, DA with you, and you can get us on iTunes. The Permission Granted Podcast has its own iTunes feed, so check us out there to simply search Permission granted, and you will see the four of us on the cover of the Permission Granted podcast, and you can subscribe there. It's also available on our normal DA show feed, so you'll get the PGP there as well, and we will have Side B coming up here in a little bit. I wanted to just take this time to preview my trip to Knoxville coming up this weekend because I'm really excited about this. As you guys know, I do one college football road trip a year, usually with my buddies from college, and we've done some really epic ones. You know, we just, this year, we headed down to the Grove and did Ole Miss. In the SEC, I've done Gainesville in the Swamp, A&M in Kyle Field, Alabama, Tuscaloosa. I've done LSU in Death Valley. When I worked out in Kansas City, I did Mizzou, although that's kind of a loose SEC school right now. I've done Nebraska, Notre Dame, USC, University of Miami. So I've I've done a lot of them, and Arkansas in the SEC, out in the Midwest, Kansas, K-State, Kansas football, barely a football program at this point in time. So I've, I've been able to do quite a bit of them, and I'm really excited about this because I've never been down a Rocky Top, but I've always wanted to go. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm heading down there, and whoever's coming with me, great. But get out of the way if you're not. And ended up, I had no taker. So I'm heading down there solo, which is exciting because I'm not going to be dragged down by anybody else's schedule. So I'm heading in on Friday, and then I'll be, so I'll be off Friday night because I'll be traveling all day Friday. And then Saturday is the game they play Kentucky. Now, originally, this game didn't seem like it was going to matter because University of Kentucky against Tennessee late in the season. We all expected Tennessee to be good this year. Nobody ever expected Kentucky to be good. Well, it turns out Tennessee's worse than we thought and Kentucky's better than we thought. So this actually is a pretty big deal because if Florida loses to LSU, that's the hurricane game that they had to move when it never really actually rained in Gainesville. If they lose to LSU and Tennessee wins out, Tennessee, despite these three losses back-to-back-to-back, would be going to Atlanta in the SEC championship game. So Tennessee's potential is still big right now. So this actually is interesting. Kentucky, 
if they have some things fall their way, they could win the SEC East, although that took a hit by losing to Georgia last week. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I've heard that I've got to go on the river first and foremost and check out the Tennessee Navy, the Vol Navy, which is going to be great to see the the boats right there on the river in Knoxville. I cannot wait for that. That is going to be amazing. And I've got to say, I give so much thanks and gratitude to Charles Davis from the NFL on Fox because he was on the show this week. And I just said in passing, hey, you know, if if you have any suggestions for me, let me know because I would love to come on down there. And he said, I said I would love to to – to see what is going on, to kind of soak it up. If you got any suggestions where to eat, where to drink, what have you. He says, okay, I'm going to put you in touch with one of my guys down there. So I've been in touch with a member of the, the athletic department at UT. I'm going to head down there, which is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that. And I've heard Calhoun's on the river is a place that I've got to go. I've heard Dead End Barbecue in Knoxville is a place that I've got to go as well. I've had some listeners suggest that to me, so I'm really excited about that. And then, um, and then I, I'm just going to try to take in the sights and sounds, get out there really early for a tailgate, and I'll be bringing my camera. So Nomad episodes, um, I, hopefully there's multiple Nomad episodes, I'll get out of this bad boy and be able to bring you the, the pageantry and the excitement. I mean, I can't wait for 106,000 people, orange and white. I think I might be a little partial to the orange because of my Syracuse orange. You know, people think that orange is disgusting, orange is ugly, orange is gross. I think Tennessee's color scheme is awesome. I don't like when they wear the dark grays because I like the white and the orange. I think it looks badass. Volunteer orange, baby. So I'm pretty fired up about all of this. I'm going to try to soak it all in and experience the whole thing. Also, what you you don't realize maybe if you're not from the area, I I had gone down with my, my family. I think I've talked about this before. We used to road trip every single summer. My dad is a driver. My dad does not mind driving. He loves it, in fact. So we, classic, you know, Griswold family uh, vacation, would pack up the Suburban. We had a 1990 Chevy Suburban with the wood paneling on the side. Serious. And uh, and would end up just packing myself, my brother, my sister, into the Suburban, my mom, my dad. And we would just drive. And we drove down to Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, a couple of times. So I've... Been in that area, but we never went to Knoxville. And obviously, I never went to a college football game with my family in the middle of the summer. So we've got that cooking, and I'm fired up about that. And so I've been down there before. I Maybe I can swing by and do a little, uh, maybe I can do a little Dollywood. Maybe I can do a little Pigeon Forge. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I could, is it still open? It's November? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. Can I hit a late? Pigeon Forge, Dollywood? Can I go see the home? I remember going to see the home of Dolly Parton where she grew up. And when we, maybe that's in Dolly World or Dollywood, and they actually brought the house there. But it's just a little old wooden shack, and I don't think it had any, like, rooms. I think it was just kind of a one-room little wooden hut type thing, little wooden house, timber house, and uh, log cabin. And I think... It was just one room, and she just had a little cot in the corner, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know. I got Dolly Parton. I got Dead End Barbecue. I got Calhoun's of the River. I got the boats. I got uh, I got Mile. I got uh, Rocky Top. I've got Neyland Stadium, and I've got uh, just tons of time and miles to drive. So, you know, we'll see. 
Oh, oh, and by the way, I'm going to do my show down there, 99.1 WNML, our affiliate in Knoxville. Great affiliate. And part of the reason that I wanted to go down there was because we have so many good uh, affiliates around the state of Tennessee. Every time I talk Vols football, phone lines light up. And 99.1 is a tremendous affiliate for us. So they're going to be hosting me doing Sunday morning football on Sunday morning. So I'll do kind of a recap of the game and uh, and do the normal Sunday morning football at 9 a.m. Eastern time from 99.1. And then also the Monday night show from their studios as well, the DA show on Monday. So that's going to be cool. So I'm excited about all of that. And also coming up on Sunday morning football this week, we've got a couple of legendary Cowboys. Roger Staubach, who... People think I'm a Cowboys hater. I get this all the time because I make fun of of Jerry Jones and I always play the drop. I am a smart Cowboy fan. I know about football. I really, there's a a couple of players I actually really like in Cowboys history. I'm a huge Tony Dorsett guy. I love Roger Staubach. And, yeah, I just, I found Jerry, I still find Jerry Jones to be a total blowhard and a total annoyance and, um, you know, the, the rich annoying guy that doesn't know how annoying he is because he's so rich and everybody just keeps patting him on the back. And, you know, there's, there's other things I've taken my uh, slams at, like Greg Hardy and whatnot. Uh, Michael Irvin, I think, is a terrible broadcaster. But I actually really like Staubach. And I can't wait. We're going to have him on the show. And we're going to have Cowboys legend Charlie Waters on as well. Because what the Cowboys are going through now with the Dak Prescott versus Tony Romo situation is akin to what happened in 1971 when the Dallas Cowboys had a quarterback controversy, Craig Morton and Roger Staubach, and Tom Landry did not know what to do. And so he would swap those two guys out every other drive, and eventually it just stopped working, and Landry had to decide to go with one, and he chose Staubach, and they ended up going on to win the Super Bowl that year. And Staubach went on to his Hall of Fame career, but... There was a quarterback controversy, no doubt about it. So I'm going to ask both Waters and Staubach about that for Sunday morning football this week. So, I mean, we got it all. If you are not locked in to the show, to Sunday morning football, to Nomad, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we got it all coming up for you. Uh, Also, a little Nomad, um, uh, Little factoid here, little little nugget. If you haven't noticed this yet, this this week's episode is me getting a chance to give Kenny Smith back his shorts, his authentic Houston Rockets shorts. My friend, who used to work for the Houston Rockets, when they were cleaning out their offices, I think it was when they were transitioning from the old arena, the Summit, to the new arena, the Toyota Center. I think. They were cleaning out a bunch of old stuff, and he grabbed a throwback replica Clyde Drexler jersey, and he grabbed a throwback pair of shorts, red shorts. And I used to, I we always had this inside joke because I I used to have a an old red Hakeem Olajuwon jersey in college, Hakeem the Dream. I always played with the Rockets in NBA Jam, so. Um, so he knew I loved him, so he grabbed me both those things because I think they were throwing them out out of the uh, equipment closet or something. So I could tell right right away that the Drexler jersey was a replica. It was just like a Mitchell and Ness replica jersey. It was a hardwood classic, actually. We've seen those before. They're, they're nice quality, but they're definitely a replica. 
And then I looked at the shorts, and I thought they were the same thing. So I was going to I, – I think I, I was going to end up donating the the jersey to um, to charity and then uh, – or a Goodwill store or something like that. And then I was going to keep the shorts because, you know, a good pair of basketball shorts is always good. And I looked at them. I said, these actually look authentic. I don't think these are replica. Then I looked a little bit more, and there was the number 30 written in Sharpie in the inseam. And I looked at the label. I said, these are not a throwback like a Hardwood Classics. These are legit. And I looked up the roster and realized the number 30 on the Rockets back in the day was Kenny Smith, like TNT's Kenny the Jet Smith. And even on the inseam, it said... 1993 slash 1994 season, which, of course, was the year that the Rockets won their first championship over the Knicks in Game 7. So I couldn't believe it. I, I really believed I had Kenny Smith's shorts, and I finally was able to track him down. I had been trying to hit him up on Twitter. He was not um, he was not responding to my tweets, not surprisingly. He probably gets a million of them every single day. Maybe somebody else runs his Twitter account anyway. And he was in town for a media event, and I caught up with him, and I, I said, I got to give you my shorts back. So that's this week's episode of Nomad. And sure enough, he looked at him, and he said, how do you know they're mine? How do you know they're mine? How do you know they're my shorts? And then I said, well, look on the Insteam. And he saw number 30, and he said, wow, those are my shorts. So I was so fired up about that. So that's this week's episode. Definitely check it out. Uh, all the episodes of Nomad are available online on YouTube. So, uh, so yeah, just uh, search Nomad, or I tweet them out, and I put them on Facebook as well. They're also available via my website, personal website, DamonAmendolara.com, and just you'll see the Nomad tab there. Okay, so that's my spiel. Side B is coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, let's go. Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host here at Side B of the PGP. Joined once again by Jolton Joe D'Aloisio. And if James Ward is listening, I apologize. It's been a bit of a hectic Tuesday. I meant to get James up on the line, but we take what we can get and we have Joe here today. Joe? I'm glad I made the cut two weeks in a row. This is great. It is great. Uh, I am, I feel like Cosmo Kramer right now in Seinfeld. I'm stressed out beyond belief. Uh, we're taping this on election day, so there's a couple things I want to get to about the election a little bit, but a little peel back the curtain DA show, something we like to do every once in a while here on the PGP. As the producer of the DA show, it is my responsibility 99% of the time to provide the guests for the show. We usually do two guests a night. No, it is 100% your responsibility. Well, I mean, there's sometimes where you may come up with something or James or even DA. So, I mean, like, I, I, I can't take 100% credit for all the guests. There's an occasional one where you'll come, hey, I got this this one for you, and I'll take it. That's why I'm saying 99%. All right. I, it's I, it's my 100% my responsibility, but I don't book 99. I, I book 99% of them. Okay. All right. That That being said, we sit here, and we're taping this two hours before we go on the air, on a Tuesday here in New York City on CBS Sports 4 Radio. 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I don't have a guest. We need two guests. I don't have a guest. I don't... You, you know what? You say you're you're uh, you're stressed out. You don't show it, though. Because if I were in your situation right now, I would be freaking out. I wouldn't be able to be hosting the PGP if well, I was in your situation. To be fair... I understand though there's multiple jobs that have to get done. We have with this PGP, it has to be out to our listeners, so I have to do this and I have 
I reached out. The problem is what I usually like to do, and for those of you listening and enjoy the guests that I book, I appreciate it. DA does a great job with interviews. I I try to get ahead and at least have one, if not both, guests booked ahead of the day we'll have them. But oftentimes stories break and news breaks, and we have to constantly change that. What I'm what I'm running into here though is a a perfect world scenario or a not a perfect world scenario. Clearly not. A lot of times I can get a, a college football head coach on a Tuesday or perhaps a player. A lot of those branches, if you will, those emails I've sent out, I've kind of fallen on deaf ears this week. And I had one pretty high-profile guest booked, so I wasn't stressing out coming into today because I knew I'd have at least one. That person has since bailed and likely is pushed to next week. On top of that, I am trying desperately to get a college football guest to talk about the rankings, but the problem is the college football rankings come out in show. So you don't want to have a college football guest on before the rankings come out. Because that's just a waste. It's a waste. You want them after the rankings have been revealed and we get instant reaction. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not getting any responses from some guys who I would consider go-to guys or guys who are friends of the show just aren't answering today. On top of that, with NFL guests, I'm kind of getting the same kind of feel. And I wonder, is Election Day playing a part of this? Like, or Is everybody this glued to the election that they simply don't have 10 minutes out of their day to come on the DA show tonight and talk sports. Um, I think you're looking for a, a uh, scapegoat as to why <laughs> you're not getting responses. <laughs> I think you're, once again, as you usually do, deflecting blame no, elsewhere. No no no, 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 no. I disagree, Joe. I'm not deflecting blame because I am— You pretty much just said, hey, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're so wrapped up in this election I'm that asking, that's the reason why they're I'm not answering you, me. I'm asking you. These are guys who answer all the time. Could that be a reason? Maybe, but maybe they're just busy. You, you can't answer a text? You, you see the text. And there's certain people I see tweeting out there, by the way. You've been in the industry long enough to realize. I know, but it still bothers me, Joe, that they don't answer right away. Trust me, I, I deal with the same issues on the weekends, and, and that's even tougher because, you know, I'm not really working with a brand name such as DA. Boy, if we get down to the wire, I might have to reach out to Richard Justice at this point. Things are getting tight here on a Tuesday. Well, I will admit, actually, I was in a pinch, and I did reach out to Richard. Oh, come on. Yes, I did. You phony. You Last sell out. week, I reached out to Richard, and he responded, but he did not come on. He said, sorry, no. Sorry, no? <laughs> so, does he? is he still aware? Like, are you the guy, or did you, like, get a burner phone for him? Um, I did not get a burner phone, but when typically when I text guests or potential guests, I always say, hey, this is Joe from CBS. I no longer say, hey, this is Joe. I just say, hello, Richard. I was wondering. I just skipped the name part. You skipped the name part. You hope that he doesn't have your number saved. Yeah, because you know what? These guys are always getting hit up. A lot of them don't save your numbers, you know, and then you get the occasional ones like, hey, I know who you are. I saved your number. Gotcha. A Seth Gruen. Perfect example. Anytime, Joe. Anytime. Okay, interesting. So, now, do you prefer not to have Richard Justice on, or you want to let bygones be bygones? Uh, I prefer not to let him uh, be on any programs that I produce. Hmm. But at the same time, if I'm in a pickle, I know I could get a response without saying who I am. All right, Joe. You're going to produce for me next Monday night. I'm going to the Giants-Bengals game, Monday Night Football. Must be nice. Another football Monday that you do not work. Calm down. DA will be doing the show from Tennessee. So this is, uh, we're six days away, depending on taping. If you're in the position I'm in right now with no guests, what is your mindset two hours before the show? Diarrhea. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> if I go, if it's two hours before show and I don't have one guest, I'm in complete panic mode. The only thing that saves me on Monday is that I don't have to see DA face-to-face. I could deal with that Tuesday. Interesting. I could deal with DA saying, hey, kiddo, you had a bad day, and that's fine. 
But if it was face to face on Monday, man, would I I'd be shaking. I'd be nervous. I'm having a bad day here. Very bad day. So it's gonna be interesting to see by the time you listen to this, you will have known how Tuesday played out for me, and you will know whether we have guests or not. So that's gonna be real interesting. Now, speaking of which, Joe, Tuesday today, and as I just referenced, is election day. So by the time this PGP drops and you, the listeners, have listened to this, we will, I assume, unless there's a hanging Chad situation, know who the new president of the United States will be. The new, uh, what are they called? The new president. The new president. Okay, I thought there was some kind of special name. No, the new president. Head of state? Head of the country? I think it's head of state. Boy, we're real brainiacs back here. I don't want to talk about politics here on the PGP because who really cares about mine and your opinions? Uh, because everybody, this is a great part about America. You can have your own opinion. You know, whoever you vote, good for you for going out and voting. But there are several little uh, intricacies of election day that I think we should touch on here on the PGP. Absolutely. Number one, I tweeted this earlier and DA, I think, responded like, there's the dictator's political take for the day. Maybe you disagree with me, maybe not. A hot button issue I've seen on Twitter and Facebook, and I've seen a lot of this is, People tell them, make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you go out and vote. If you vote, that is great. Uh, they call it a civic duty. It's your right to vote. The whole deal. I think that's great. If you go out there and cast your vote, that's what makes America great. However, I know there are several people out there, and I know there are several people I know uh, who are choosing not to vote and maybe have voted in the past, maybe haven't, and maybe don't find this presidential election um, or, or they don't feel like they strongly stand behind a candidate, which is fine. But I see a lot of people tweeting like, if you don't vote, you're part of the problem. I wholeheartedly disagree. And I, I want to get your take on this. Again, it's your right to vote, just like it's your right not to vote. If you don't feel strongly in a candidate and you don't believe in voting in the quote unquote lesser of two evils, why should you feel pressured that you have to cast a vote? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I honestly think because we're given that right, that privilege to vote, right? It, it should be encouraged, but not demanded. As, I agree. As we, you know, as you said, you see, you're seeing people on social media outlets trying to, you know, force others into saying, "Hey, you better do this." You know, if you don't, if you're not doing it, you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Which I disagree with, man. And then I, I got a little debate in the newsroom with Jay Berman about this because he called me out on Twitter for it, and he was like, "Oh no, you should." Have, and, he, and he used the excuse, "Well, even if you don't vote for president, you should go out and vote for other." Um, hold on. Hold on. Do we have a guest? We have a guest. Ralph Russo of the AP will join the DA show at 9 p.m. Eastern. You will already know this by the time you listen to the PGP. As we're talking, I've gotten a... a, Oh, good text back. I'm trying to ignore election coverage as much as possible, so I'll definitely do it. Wonderful. And you know what? Actually, Ralph had uh, an interesting tweet earlier today saying how... uh, He's kind of has had enough, and he's he's moving past this election stuff. Well, you see, things are slowly starting to uh, to work out for you, big guy. I'm answering him right now as we tape this PGP, so look forward to Ralph Russo on the show, and you will have already heard it by the time you hear this. Exactly, so it should be riveting, guys. Okay, so back to my argument with Jay Berman in the newsroom. Jay Berman has made the case that, like, well, even if you don't vote for president, you should still vote for the other uh, offices, if you will. Here's my argument to that when I hear that argument made. If... If you don't feel strongly enough in the presidential race or maybe have done a good job of staying away and really don't fully understand the policies that you don't feel comfortable voting, 
How the heck are you going to know anything about these other offices? Oh, there's no. If you have no intentions of voting, the likelihood of you knowing the other positions that are up for election are slim to none. You what? have no idea who's running for the your this, senators, your congressmen, no your, shot. You know, judges, no I mean, shot. You don't know. You either vote all in or you don't vote at all. Yeah, and to those people who do know, great. But exactly. So if you if you're not going to vote for president, you're not going to vote for those other offices because, quite frankly, you're going to have no idea who you're voting for anyway. You're, you're picking names. You I know? agree with that. Oh, this guy's name's Bob. I love him. Let me pull that. That's uh, actually my first election. I think that's how I uh, chose my vote by names. Yeah, whatever names I thought I liked better, without knowing anything about anybody, I chose. That's what you get here, and that's what a lot of these votes come down to. That's why election day is silly. <laughs> okay, so you kind of see where I'm coming from there. Yeah, I see your uh, standpoint here. Okay, number two. Uh, you voted just like me, and I, I assume this is a nationwide thing, but I remember, at least it was the last election, maybe the election before, I got to pull the levers. That was kind of cool. What? I did my first ever time voting, I pulled a lever. I did not pull a lever this time. This, I had like, it was like a Scantron sheet they used to call it in school, where you kind of color in the circles, yes. and then it goes through a machine. Yes. Okay, so maybe that's what everybody's doing. It seemed like a pretty good process, but I gotta be honest, a little disappointed I didn't get to yank a lever. I was looking forward to the lever. I always get nervous with the lever. You're going to pull it the wrong way. Exactly. You pull it the wrong way. Then you By the time you're done, the curtain opens the Exactly. Whole deal. You got someone, like, waiting behind you. It, it, it's stressful. With this, it was very laid back. I thought I was back in high school. I was just, you know, I just, oh, circling the bubbles. I, I didn't like it. I, I don't even like going to the designated voting area. I think it's about time we could... Figure out a way to vote online. Vote online? Or, yeah, but, but you could cast multiple votes that way. There's no way. You had hackers involved. I mean, that's the only... The, the issue is hackers, etc. But, I mean, you could always enter your social security number, and that's your you know your way in. Ooh. You could be putting again, that online? Again, though. I like your thinking, though. I you, think there's something you've there. Put, you've put in your social security online before. Okay, Joe, you know what? I don't think this is crazy. I can't hate on every idea. But, like I said, the only concern... That might encourage more people to vote if they didn't have to stand on a line either. Well, well that's the other thing. It encourages more people to work uh, to, to vote. People are lazy, so they don't have to get out of their house. They could just do it from their bed, their couch, their toilet, wherever the hell they are. Make America fat again. Exactly. So that gives them an, uh, that that option. Or, at least if you're going to make people go out, let's uh, let's add some technology in this. Can can I get, like, a, an iPad where I just click the name? Click, next, click, next. Enough of the circling. I'm done. Well, we're going to get to a point in time where it's probably done on tablets and stuff like that. I'm sure. Interesting. I'm sure. Okay. Number three on the uh, list. And I thought this was a very funny tweet by DA. Boy, I'm really waxing. You could tell I'm, I'm on nervous ground here with this guest situation. I'm really back in DA here on side B. Well, you're one for two right now, and I'm sure by the time this is over, we'll be two for two. But I hope. We can only hope. I hope. So, DA had tweeted something about basically the same old ladies running the voting booth that his town bought on for 25 years. And it's so true. You walk in, and it's never a guy that looks like me or you sitting there. It's always the uh, the older women, you know, working, working the voting booth. And they're always the same ladies I've seen for the last few elections. And it's like they don't age every four years. They look the same. Oh, uh, when it comes to the presidential elections. So, my, I think how DA does, like, the show Nomad... It would be pretty funny to find one of these voting gals, if you will. And I want to know what they do the other 364 days a year. I'll tell you what they do. Well, at least where, where in my town, most of the the uh, elderly ladies that work at the polls okay. are also like lunch monitors or or, sc- or hall monitors at the local high schools. Okay. So high school, elementary school, kindergarten, And then do they get paid like extra to go do election day? They yeah. can't be paid much. Well, you know what, though? It's a very important job. That's the ironic part of but this. But how important is it? You just got to, 
you know, you just got to get everyone. You get they ask what your name is, and you have to sign. But That's what if somebody it. doesn't sign, and then you you know your then you vote can't count vote. doesn't match. I mean, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, so maybe it is a little bit more complicated. I think it's pretty. Simple. It looks kind of. It looks simpler, but I bet you it's kind of complicated because all this stuff has to be accounted. When for. you went in to vote, did they ask you your district number, and did you have any idea? I didn't get a district number. No, I walked in and they um they asked me where my what street I lived on. I gave them the street. They said, "Okay, you're at this table." I think I was table 105. See, I went up and my name was in a book. I signed next to my name. They gave me that sheet. I filled it out in like a a stand up booth and then I put it through a machine and I was out of there. See, with me I had to give them a district number and then for the district number they had to look up my name, which isn't a big deal, but I I mean, I don't have a, you know, the, a basic name. I'm there with my father, too. So. Giuseppe. Uh, yeah, D'Aloisio. So good luck trying to have the old man trying to plug in that name to figure out that I'm at table nine. I mean, just we need to speed the process up Well, it should bit. be, okay, you're a D, you're at table, whatever. Exactly. Instead, they asked for me for my district number. I get lost. I think that should have been mailed to you. You probably didn't I, open the mail. Probably not, but who cares? Just let me go over to where I'm supposed to be. Have the signs. If your last name starts, you know, with a C to an E, you go over there. Okay. Well, this brings me to possibly my final point on the election. I hope. I saw a lot of... Well, nope. You know what? This is a combined thought. Okay. I just remember this is a combined thought. Long Island, and this is something that you're probably going to hear me trash on Trash Tuesday, does not give out voting stickers because they say it's not in the budget. It would cost $75,000. I see everybody with the stickers all over the place. <laughs> okay, number one. Okay, you're not going to give me stickers. My wife, who's actually, her license still says she lives at her old address before we moved in. She hasn't changed this license like four years. So she had to go to another town to vote. They were handing out snacks, Oreos, pretzels, the whole deal. Wow, I would have loved to have been there. I, I know get, you were there. I get no snacks, no sticker. Did you get any kind of treat for voting? I got nothing. Grumpy old people. That's about it. <laughs> Grumpy old people. What is, is that right? I mean, if you, I guess it's supposed to like, you know, give dumb American incentive to come. Look, you're going to get a treat or you're going to get a sticker. And- Pretty much saying they treat us like animals. Like, hey, like what you do to your dog, if you're good, I'll give you a treat. Right. I didn't get nothing. Yeah, I didn't get anything either. It cost $75,000 for those stickers. I guess because I guess they estimated there's like 750,000 voters on Long Island and then whatever the price of sticker is per person. It seemed like it made sense when I was just reading the article online. That's absolutely bizarre. And uh, you know what? I I would want a snack. But maybe not a sticker. What the hell am I going to do with that sticker? All those clowns. So you go snack over sticker. Yes. All the clowns that post pictures with the sticker, you look like fools. And anybody who puts a sticker on their shirt, on their car, like, what are you going to do with that sticker? Get lost. Joe, I'm so glad because this was the final point I was going to have. The the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook world we live in with all the sticker and I voted selfies today. I don't need that. Not for nothing. Who cares? Who cares that you voted? You know what I mean? Like, you did, you did, you voted. But the bottom line is, I don't need to see you smiling with the sticker on on Instagram. Ooh, okay, we're going to like this. Good for you. You got out there. You did what you were supposed to do on today. Right. Oh, enough with the pictures. I agree. And I guess the pictures are illegal in the actual booth, so people are doing it outside. Exactly. I mean, get serious. I'm actually guilty. I did take one picture outside. Oh, come on. Yeah, there was, there's this guy in my town, Lenny. And and Sounds I had, sketchy. And Lenny, I had to just take a picture with Lenny. I loved his outfit. Okay, well, he had the American flag blazer on, a nice hat. I had to. That's a little different, Joe. I mean, I'm talking about the people just, and a lot of people who we know around here doing the same, taking the pictures. I mean, uh, no. Jay Berman was guilty. All right, enough, enough. We get it. You voted, but I think we can all say 
one way or another, we're happy that the election is about to be over and we can move on with our lives. We could only hope. Social media can get back to being, you know, horrible without the election, you know? Except, you know, there's going to be half the people that are still pissed about how this ends up. Just enough. Exactly. Enough. Can we go back to complaining about NFL refereeing? They're atrocious. Thank you, Joe. We no all problem. They're, they may be worse than the candidates, but that's well, another... That's 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 something for another podcast. We're going to wrap up PGP here with me having one guest. We started with no guests. Now I have one guest. And we're moving close to an hour and a half until showtime looking for guest number two. You think I'll get it? I think you will. All right. Let's hope we do. I you hope can, you don't. We can follow Joe D on Twitter. At Joe D CBS. You can follow me on Twitter at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.